0: The New Orleans Saints advance to 4-2 and two with a win against the Seattle Seahawks, but need help. We'll talk about where they need that help and where they can find it, as well as talk about what did work for the New Orleans Saints, and give out some game balls to wrap everything up. All that and a little bit of yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, a Victory Tuesday episode today. And I thank you as always for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Reminder that we're here and available for you free and on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On. Saints. And today, tonight, the New Orleans Saints get a big victory in advance to four and two, creating some separation between themselves and some of the other three and three, three and four teams in the NFC. But why doesn't it feel as fulfilling after a victory on the road? Well, the 13 to 10 victory felt like it came up short. And here's why. If you take nothing else away from this episode, take this away. The New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, they need help. And they need help with a wide receiver position stat immediately, right away, post haste days ago. They need help at that wide receiver position. And yes, the New Orleans Saints do expect to get Michael Thomas back at some point over the course of the next couple of weeks. But do keep in mind that Michael Thomas has not practiced since January of this year. And you can go back to September of last year before the last time that he came out on the field 100% healthy. So, with all of that being the case, The New Orleans Saints could probably still use some help, even in addition to eventually, whenever that timeline may shake out, getting Michael Thomas back. Alvin Kamara had a phenomenal game in this game. Jameis Winston played a good game in this one. Didn't put the ball in harm's way, didn't do anything to cause any issues for the New Orleans Saints. Actually had some passes dropped deep downfield. New Orleans Saints wide receivers in this matchup were targeted 16 times and came away with four catches, three of them for Marquez Callaway, This is a big issue for the New Orleans Saints, who still, seven weeks into the season, following up their sixth game of the season, cannot produce with the wide receiving core in the passing game that they have available. Uh, Jameis Winston threw 35 passes in this game, the most that he's thrown over the course of the season so far had 222 yards, 210 Net yards—if you take away the sack yardage there—and then average only five point six net yards per attempt with two sacks taking away twelve yards. The New Orleans Saints continue to struggle in this area of the game. Their leading receiver in this game against the Seattle Seahawks was Alvin Kamara with ten catches. Ten catches by Alvin Kamara and one hundred and twenty-eight receiving yards, getting one hundred and nineteen of those after the catch, which is the largest yards after catch total of the season by an individual player so far in the NFL. So the Saints did improve somewhere where they wanted to coming into this game, which was being able to put passes in the right locations to allow for receivers to be able to catch and run. But the first part, catching, not the biggest strength from this New Orleans Saints receiver core. You saw passes dropped by Traquan Smith, by Kevin White, by, who was elevated from the practice squad for this game, by Kenny Stills, who probably really wants that deep shot down the right sideline back really, really badly. And you also saw some uh, you know, some plays that weren't able to be made by guys like Ty Montgomery in the passing game, as well as Marquez Calloway, who came away with the most receptions three by a New Orleans Saints wide receiver. So they need help. At this spot. And look, we can't expect that it's just going to be better with the team getting healthier. Traquan Smith came back for this game, and as expected, he had some growing pains. But unfortunately, he had some growing pains that are pretty startling and pretty disappointing, like not understanding his assignment and not understanding what his actual responsibilities were on the field. There was one play where he was flagged for pass interference where it looked like he thought it was a run play, and he worked down the field, starting to block a defensive back that ended up getting hurt on the play getting him flagged for pass interference on a play that Jameis Winston apparently thought was going to go to Trey Smith, but Trey Smith didn't even turn around to find the ball. There was another one earlier on in the game that could have caught Trey Smith up the seam, but Trey Quan Smith kind of stopped running the route to the point where Jameis Winston actually was yelling at Trey Quan Smith on the sideline, pushing him out of the huddle, hurrying him to get into position. This is just not what you want to see for the New Orleans Saints wide receiver core. And I understand that Trey Quan Smith hasn't practiced and hasn't played and again we expected there to be some growing pains but some of the issues that Trey Quan Smith had seem to be bigger concerns than just oh I need to knock the rust off. The Saints need to do something at the wide receiver position and they need to do it quickly. Again, even on top of Michael Thomas returning to this team. The Saints could go out and try to maybe make a move at the trade deadline or just try to get all these receivers back in line and ready to go to where they're actually producing in this area of the game. But six games in, there's just nothing about this New Orleans Saints wide receiver core is currently constructed, even with the reintroduction of Traquan Smith, that really makes you feel confident they're going to be able to go out there and produce. The Saints leading receiver coming into this game was Alvin Kamara with 15 catches. He now has 25 of them things on the season so far. After him, Marquez Calloway came into this game with 13 receptions. He'll leave with 16. After that was Deontay Harris, who had only 12 catches on the season, and who was your leading receiver in terms of yardage with 236. He wasn't even available for you in this one because of a hamstring injury. The Saints need more options. They need to be better in the passing game. Go reunite with Brandon Cooks and try to pry him away from Houston. Go and try to find one of these other teams that are going to be looking to ship off some receivers or some uh, playmakers out there so that they can load up on draft picks because their season is already done and in the toilet this early on in the year, like the Miami Dolphins or potentially the New York Jets who could be looking to ship out wide receivers. Call around, find out what you can, and try to bring another receiver back to New Orleans to be able to help to contribute alongside guys like Marquez Calloway. Deontay Harris, when he's back and healthy, and Michael Thomas. Because right now, what the New Orleans Saints are putting on the field is not the quality that they should have out there. We need to stop pretending like the scheme is enough to get these receivers open. Because six games in, that's just simply not the case. You need the talent, you need the execution, and you need the separation from these receivers. The scheme can't do it all. The quarterback can't do it all. The coach can't do it all. You need talent at the position. The Saints even with Michael Thomas on the way back, need to go out and find it. Now, maybe the wide receivers are where the New Orleans Saints need to go out and find help, but certainly they're doing just fine at the running back position. We'll talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara, the Saints defense, the things that went right for the New Orleans Saints that they don't need to try to uh, rebound off of here again as they continue on early on in the season. Four and two, we have things to be happy about. We'll highlight those things and also give out our game balls to wrap up the show as we continue on with today's episode. Of locked on saints. My game ball, though, is going to our good friends over at Get Upside, the most incredible app out there that helps you get some cash back while you're out there getting back on the road. We just had the honeymoon driving family all around, driving ourselves all around, doing all of the extra work that comes along with it. We were able to go to one of the select gas stations that's partnered with Get Upside. And we we're able to save 25 cents per gallon on each of our fill-ups. And trust me, we had a lot of them over the course of the last week. So I'm very much looking forward to getting my cash back. And you can get that cash back either directly to your bank account, to your PayPal, or with an Amazon gift card or other brands as well. All you have to do is download the app for free in your app store or on the Google Play store, wherever it is that you get your apps. The GetUpside app is free. And when you sign up, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN so that your first fill-up actually gives you 50 cents back per gallon at your favorite gas station. So go and check them out. It's the Get Upside app. Don't forget that promo code Touchdown going to start you off with 50 cents back per gallon, 25 cents back per gallon on each fill up after that. It's the Get Upside app. we talked about the inefficiencies for the new orleans saints in the passing game and in with the wide receivers something that the saints still have to find a way to combat figure out correct fix moving forward but let's talk about what went right for the new orleans saints we'll start off with alvin Kamara. alvin Kamara had a phenomenal game in this one he had 10 catches the new orleans saints wide receivers were targeted 16 times came away with four catches alvin Kamara had 10 catches all on his own more than doubling all of the wide receivers available in this game. 128 receiving yards, 51 rushing yards and a touchdown in the air as well. And had a big clutch 3rd and 10, 3rd down and 10 run as well late in the game. I mean, that was a huge run for the New Orleans Saints. Helped them extend their drives along with a couple of penalties that helped them get there as well to uh get to the Brian Johnson field goal who we'll talk about in a little bit. But the New Orleans Saints just did everything right when it came to Alvin Camara Al- Alvin Kamara, really making the Seattle Seahawks defense pay for just continuing to not pay attention to him every time that these two teams play. I don't know what it is about Alvin Kamara, but the Seahawks or w- what it is about the Seahawks, but for whatever reason, they just don't pay attention to Alvin Kamara the way that you would expect them to. And Alvin Kamara takes advantage of that every single time. We saw a lot of catch and run for the Saints. Like I mentioned 119 yards after catch in this game right now. In terms of yards after catch over expected for the uh, the NFL right now, Alvin Kamara over 50 yards ahead of the second place running back in the league in that metric. And Antonio Gibson, he's over 330 yards over the expected yards after catch uh, sort of area that he was expected to be in at this point in the season. So Alvin Kamara getting everything done and being exactly what it is that New Orleans Saints need. But again, he needs some help along with Jameis Winston and the rest of this New Orleans Saints offense. Another thing that went right for the New Orleans Saints was the offensive line. Ryan Ramchick looked to struggle a little bit in this one. We'll talk a little bit more about that with our Film Watch Wednesday as we break everything down for our Wednesday episode, or as soon as we can get film. We'll see how long it takes with the Monday night game. But other than that, getting Eric McCoy back, getting Teron Armstead back, each Teron Armstead and Eric McCoy dealing with a couple of penalties in this one, but all together did a great job holding their blocks. Andrus Pete did get hurt in this game, came back for a play, probably to test out whatever it was that was hurt, and it just didn't seem to work for him. He was immediately off the very next play, but Calvin Throckmorton filled in valiantly in his place, getting downfield, throwing some blocks for Alvin Kamara as a lead blocker down the field as well. Alvin Carrera had 109 receiving yards just in the first half in this game, including a couple of chunk plays, uh, one of which led by Calvin Throckmorton in his first play in at the left guard spot. So great to see all of that start to come together for the Saints on the offensive line. Now, another place that things went really well for the Saints on the defensive side. And not a big surprise there. This New Orleans Saints defense has been phenomenal. Can't expect them to win every game for you. They're still going to need to put together a little bit more of a balanced offense over there and get those receivers churning. But with the New Orleans Saints defense as it is, they're going to keep you in games a little bit more than uh, you know. just the passing game is going to keep you in games, as we've seen in years past for the New Orleans Saints. Mario Davis. 10 tackles in this one, had a huge sack on Geno Smith, a couple of big tackles for a loss and really made a statement for the New Orleans Saints defense because New Orleans Saints defense and Seattle offense got really chippy all throughout this game. The Seattle offense and a lot of those players, DK Metcalf, uh, who I believe Cam Jordan called King King Troll or something like that in the post game presser, and also might have referred to him as Decaf Metcalf at one point during a post game presser. I don't know, but there was a there were a lot of shots being fired. But Demario Davis, uh, you know, cooler heads prevailed for the New Orleans Saints, even though they were flagged for several unnecessary roughness penalties and unsportsmanlike con, uh, conduct penalties, some of which I believe unwarranted throughout this game, but Demario Davis being the cooler head that prevailed in a lot of situations. He had been sort of getting some talk and some smack talk from uh, some of the uh, Seattle Seahawks offensive linemen and in one case came back right the next play and basically had this attitude around, hey, instead of talking after the whistles, why don't we do some playing between the whistles? And when one of the offensive linemen did a little bit of extracurricular work after the whistles... Between the whistles, DeMario Davis blew him up at the line of scrimmage, uh, pushing him backwards into a uh, running back and also getting some pressure on the quarterback as well and having uh, you know a sack later on in the game. Uh, a phenomenal game by DeMario Davis. Great game by Marshall Lattimore, despite the fact that he's going to be credited with giving up an 84-yard touchdown to DK Metcalf, which probably should have been offensive pattern or pass interference. It looked like they were both hooked together, but DK Metcalf dragged Marshawn Lattimore down uh, while running the route. Uh, Look, it is what it is. It didn't get called. It doesn't matter. It was the only touchdown that the Seattle Seahawks scored. But after that play, the Saints defense as a whole really, really locked in on the passing game. Only that one was 85 yards, excuse me, 84 yards in one play. The Saints gave up only 83 receiving yards on the next 11 receptions that they gave up throughout the game and DK Metcalf didn't get another reception until a 12-yard reception later on in the fourth quarter. The big catch-and-run touchdown for 84 yards was in the first, so Marshall Lattimore absolutely shut DK Metcalf down in this one. How do you have an 84-yard touchdown in the first quarter and don't hit the century mark in your game? That's uh, pretty telling of how good Marshall Lattimore actually was in this matchup Sands the big play there, and The Saints defense as a whole continued to uh, perform very well. Uh, Paulson Adebo kept Tyler Lockett at bay, as did Bradley Roby, who rotated in a few times. You had a couple of big plays from guys like Gerald Everett and a few other role players for the Seattle Seahawks, but not enough, really. And the pass rush might be one of the biggest stories in terms of getting a real rejuvenation for the New Orleans Saints, five sacks in this game. You had at least a handful of pressures in the return of Marcus Davenport, who was just an absolute beast on the field yet again. I know a lot of people love to give um, love to give uh, Marcus Davenport crap because of his health and because of you know injuries and things like that. But man, when he is on the field and he is healthy, he is a tremendous talent. He is a big time disruptor. He actually ended up having a big pressure on one play that almost ended up being a uh an interception by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson but he wasn't able to reel it in. The DeMario Davis also almost had an interception at the final sort of offensive possession, the final offensive play, a long fourth and 28 or something like that for the Seattle Seahawks and uh wasn't able to bring in that interception. So that does mean that the Saints did not get a takeaway on the road in this game, meaning that the longest active streak in the NFL comes to an end after 24 games. That's what I get for talking about it before the game. But hey, at least the Saints still got their win in this one. So a lot of things that went right for the New Orleans Saints defensive side, the uh, not necessarily the run game, but Alvin Kamara as a whole. Now let's talk about game balls, who are some individual players that deserve a little bit of extra attention, including some solid kicking in New Orleans. I know that was a welcome sight for a lot of New Orleans Saints fans. So we'll talk about that and more as we give out our game balls here to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And I'm going to give, you know, we talked about a game ball for Get Upside. Why don't we give another game ball to another one of our sponsors here? It's betonline.ag, betonline.ag, giving you everything that you need in order to get in on the action across the NFL, across the MLB, the NBA, which is now underway. It doesn't matter how you want to do it either. They're going to have you covered. You want to do prop bets. They've got you there, whether it be game props or player props. You want to do season long props. They got you covered there as well. End of year awards. If it's not, and even if you don't want to get in on individual wagers to where you're looking at maybe an over under or a line for a game instead, you want to get into parlays and sort of bundle together a bunch of favorites on one ticket and walk away with some nice cash. That way you can absolutely do that and much more over at betonline.ag. They even have your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So go and sign up for your free account today and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts where the game starts. And I want to give a quick shout out to rockauto.com who helped me out again here recently. I feel like parking spots are just getting smaller and smaller. And there is an increasing number of parking spots that are popping up in between poles I happen to have a little bit of trouble with that driving a pickup truck. So I ended up screwing up one of my wheel well uh, walls on the exterior of my car. It's an easy plastic piece that just pops off, pops back on, not a big deal. Was able to get it ordered from uh, rockauto.com. It's already on its way. I got that. I got the clips so that I can just replace it. And then it looks like nothing happened. Even was able to get it in the same color as my Toyota Tundra. So very happy with what I was able to find there from rockauto.com and very grateful for all of their help and their extensive catalog. Regardless of whatever part, piece, or accessory you're looking for for any make, model, or year, they've got you covered. So go and check them out over at rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you. We're writing Locked On And the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's Get it, that Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints. And thanks again for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, you, we have you covered for everything you need to know about the New Orleans Saints. But coming up, the NFL trade deadline right around the corner. We're going to be live with our Locked On NFL live trade deadline show. I'll be a part of it. We'll be reacting to all of the, uh, any of the moves. We'll also be talking about some second half previews, some end of year awards, early MVP talk, all of that. We'll have a bunch of it for you from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Go and subscribe today so you don't miss out on that. And now, let's not miss out on these game balls. Let's talk about a few New Orleans Saints that deserve some game balls, some extra recognition. Why don't we start off with kicker Brian Johnson? Remember, kicker Brian Johnson came in as an undrafted free agent, has not had any NFL action so far uh, in his career up until this game, making his first NFL start, and he sunk two uh, field goals for the New Orleans Saints, as well as an extra point, including a field goal with the rain coming down in the fourth quarter, taking the lead for the game. So shout out to Brian Johnson for finally giving New Orleans Saints fans who have dealt with Aldrick Rosas and Cody Parkey so far this season and all the missed extra points and all of the missed field goals, some actual, let's say, sense of normalcy when it comes to what Saints fans are used to when it comes to the reliable leg of Will Lutz. Now, Will Lutz will eventually come back and it's not going to be some competition between Brian Johnson and Will Lutz, not to my knowledge, at least. Will Lutz should come back in and take his spot right across from Blake Gillikin as maybe the best kicking tandem in the NFL when it comes to both of them being so reliable. But Brian Johnson admirably filling in in you know adverse weather conditions in a hostile environment, one of the most hostile environments to play in confusing wind patterns there in uh, Lumen Stadium as well. So lots of potential obstacles there for Brian Johnson, but he nails a, a 21-yard field goal as well as a 33-yard field goal with just under five minutes left in the game. So great stuff there. Uh, I want to give a game ball to Dennis Allen. Uh, I thought that Dennis Allen had a fantastic game plan coming into this and playing a lot of two-high-safety, two-man-under type looks. You know, the Saints love to play um, they'll have to play their press man coverages uh, in the matchup between DK Metcalf and Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore pressed about 56% of the time and shadowed DK Metcalf 78% of the time. He was there for 18 of his 23 routes run in this game. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore was targeted three times in coverage when it came to DK Metcalf allowed just the two catches, but that's just one glimpse at the larger scheme of what Dennis Allen did. He also you know, mixed in some situations where he was going from cover one looks to even a cover zero blitz at one point that resulted in a sack. Some exotic blitzes as well, sort of diversifying where the pressure was coming from. On Demario Davis' sack, he started with pressure in the A-gap, hooked all the way around the left side of the line, and then got into the backfield because of the coverage downfield to get after Geno Smith. And that was on a second consecutive sack as well, because there was one preceding that right uh, immediately before it. So you're seeing some really, really great stuff here from Dennis Allen, who continues to make great play calls over the defensive side. Dennis Allen is annoyingly this offseason, I'm sure, going to get more head coaching conversation, and it's going to drive all Saints fans nuts because he has been fantastic in New Orleans, particularly here over the course of the last few seasons once he kind of got his personnel built up to be able to match his system. And it seems like some of the young guys around on the defense been able to match up to that. Pete Werner, um, you know Quan Alexander coming back in this game and getting some action. He was on the field late in the game, where you know where there were obvious passing situations. Paulson Adebo, Bradley Roby, Marcus Williams having a great game here as well. So it's just been it's been great seeing what Dennis Allen has been able to do with this group, and particularly in getting some of these pass rushers back. And that's where I'm going to go with my next game ball. Want to give a game ball to Marcus Savenport? He was. Really, you know, out of the three players that returned from injured reserve himself, Quan Alexander, and then Traquan Smith, Marcus Davenport was the one that had the biggest immediate impact out of those three coming back in. Again, I saw from my rewatch of the game this evening, he had about five pressures, let's just say a handful of pressures, made some great plays, absolutely bullied an offensive lineman at one point, got flagged for a really bogus, unnecessary roughness, roughing the passer penalty that I thought was absolute crap. But hey, maybe they just called the flag on him bullying that offensive lineman because he absolutely obliterated the right tackle on that play. And as I mentioned on Twitter, that was the only thing rough about that uh, that particular rep. But look, I-, I thought Marcus Davenport coming back to this team was going to have a big uh, impact. I didn't know it was going to happen right away. I mean, this team all of a sudden going from having eight sacks on the season to having five in this game by themselves. Marcus Davenport was a big part of that because of his ability to generate pressure flush, you know, plays out of the backfield, making some plays in the backfield in the run game as well. The Saints defensive line was all over the place and played a really, really solid, solid game. And then, you know, just to wrap things up, I, I'll give another game ball to um, to, to Alvin Kamara because he, he absolutely deserves it. He had a fantastic game. Uh, didn't have the best game on the ground, averaged under three yards per carry on the ground in this one, 20 carries and 51 rushing yards. but. Had a big twelve yard run when it counted. Jameis Winston deserves a game ball as well. I know that the passing stats don't look great because of the amount of drop passes and incomplete passes and lack of communication all over the place. But the amount of times that he fought himself for a first down, uh, with you know picking up uh, an eighteen yard run with his legs, he had forty yards on the ground and eight rushes in this one. I mean, I think both of those guys on the offensive side absolutely deserve that uh, game ball, if you will. Um, Uh, And I think that there was a place that Jameis Winston really wanted to make strides coming into this game, which was making passes over the middle of the field that allowed players like Alvin Kamara to be able to make a catch and get yards after catch. I think you absolutely saw that improvement in this game, even though it took a little bit of time for them to settle in. You saw some early throws that were a bit off target, but you saw that sort of clean up throughout the game. So I'll give that to Jameis Winston. I'll give that to Alvin Kamara. Brian Johnson, Marcus Davenport, Dennis Allen, these guys on the defensive side who just had a phenomenal game. But bottom line, the New Orleans Saints, they still have to get some work done in in the the receiving core. So we'll see if they're able to do that. We'll talk about some more options tomorrow as we continue on and take our next deeper dive into this victory. But the Saints four and two and separating themselves a little bit from the bottom of the NFC and exactly where they want to be heading into their Halloween matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A good win for the New Orleans Saints. Even if only by three points, you'll take them when you can get them a couple weeks down the line. All it looks like is a W. Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about this victory on tomorrow's episode, break it down a little bit further, hopefully getting the film early enough to be able to break that down as well thursday's crossover thursday david harrison of locked on bucks coming through to talk about that matchup and friday we'll get our keys to victory In i'll be in the press box for this sunday's matchup so very excited to be able to bring you live updates throughout that game gonna be a ton of fun here throughout the rest of the week on locked on saints as always thanks so much for making this your first listen of the day for your second listen now go and check out the peacock and williamson nfl show nfl analyst brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williamson giving you everything you need to know from around the league in less than 30 minutes. As always, y'all, for everything in between here on Locked on Saints, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you mom and them And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.